You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, America. This is Pete Messer, your host for a veteran story on AmericasWebRadio.com. My guest today, very special guest, is Vietnamese, Vietnam War veteran Chi Lai. She is a combat Vietnamese Air Force veteran. She is trained in America to fly American choppers. He was in heavy action during the war and shot down four times. He escaped the Thomas takeover by flying his chopper out to an American aircraft carrier. She, welcome to the program, sir. Oh, thank you, Pete. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Jule, <laughs> and um, please bear with my Pennsylvania Dutch accent. <laughs> I, I, I'll try. I'll try my best to to sound like in, um, in English, but uh, uh, that's a little hard. So bear with me. Okay, I love that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, you you were you were born into a war and grew up in war. Tell us about your yep. place of birth and describe your childhood in Vietnam. Well, my my place of birth was some um, uh, little town in. Um, Ben Trea province, and um, it's in a village called Kindiu, Ankan, um, um, Ankan is just like a like a hamlet, okay, um, okay, and I um, I grew up there until uh, eight, so some somewhere in uh, nineteen fifty eight when. Um, when the uh, liberation front started from um, from that uh, corner of the world, I I um, already uh, lived a refugee life. We have we had to run uh, away and uh, came to uh, Mithor. So it's it's just like um, one Mekong River, you know, cross the Mekong River to another province and. I was safe there for a little bit, and then I was sent into um, uh, a school in in uh, Long An, and uh, the school was taught by the nuns. The I nuns an a nun, yeah, and I have yeah, okay. an, uh, an aunt. I have an aunt who's a nun there, so uh, I I was like um, stay in the school and. Uh, what what you call that? Um, uh, you know, you stay there and you go to school and everything there, and you don't see your 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 mom. And I don't have dad because my dad uh, is another story. He uh, he was uh, captured by the French when we were, when they they were fighting French, and then later they um, they would uh, exchange ref, uh, exchange uh, prisoners with the North. And Ho Chi Minh lied to everyone that okay, you stay with us uh, for two years, and then I'll uh, I'll send you um, back to the uh, South Vietnam. But uh, that never happened, and my dad, like uh, he he was stuck with um, with Ho Chi Minh until 1975. Um, so wow. that's, that's, that's another story. But um, my childhood is. Uh, to 1958, then we have to um, to leave um, the Hampton village 
went to uh, Mito, Long An, and then by 1961 or 62, when I finished my um, kindergarten or, or you know, um, fifth class, or they count from one to other, you know, from, from five to one at, uh-huh. um, at my time. They, they don't count from one to five uh, like like over here. So after I, uh, I finished the, um, the first grade, and uh, I uh, I signed up to go into the monastery. The monastery is in uh, Vinh Long. Um, it's a, another hamlet called Cai Nhum. Then I, I spent about uh, eight years there until I, uh, well, I, I was a bad boy. I, I fell in love with a nun. And, and then I, uh, I didn't, I didn't feel that I should uh, stay in uh, in the monastery anymore. So I talked to the father superior, and uh, I asked him to release me. So I, I go back to the war. And then, okay. uh, so this was this was religious training. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And you took religious training for how many years? Uh. Yeah, eight, eight years I spent in uh, in the monastery. Wow! What what you you mentioned to me? You learned to speak several languages uh, in that monastery. What languages did you learn? Well, um, uh, you have to start from uh, the beginning with uh, French and uh, English. You have um, French as the main language, and English is the second language. And of course, uh, uh, Vietnamese is used in uh, all through the uh, the course. And then, uh, when you up to um, uh, ninth grade or tenth grade, you have to start um, Latin. Wow! So, um, I, I just had a couple of years of Latin, and then I, uh, I I left the monastery. Holy cow! Well, you learned all those languages and. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, you told me before the program, now you're taking German. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, no, I, I took German just for fun, just to see, just to see how, uh, how it is. But it, that's really fun. And uh, Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Chew, you were teasing about having a, uh, a Pennsylvania Dutch accent, but you speak English a lot better then I speak Vietnamese. I can tell you that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you? What? What was your decision to? Uh, what really caused you to leave the monastery and return to, I guess, civilian life or, or go in the air force, oh. whatever you did. Oh, like I said, I, I fell in love with a nun, and uh, oh, that that that's bad. That that's bad enough uh, for <laughs> me not to stay in in the monastery. You know because. I, I don't feel right anymore. And uh, when I talked to that nun, I, I, I um, you know, I, I um, talked to her and asked her if um, she wanted to, to leave the, um, the, um, her monastery. And she said, no, she married to Jesus. So she cannot do that as, as best. <laughs> and so okay. my one way, my one way fall in love. So I I left and but you know like when um, after 1975 
that then was pushed out because when um, when the the communists took over, they they pushed a lot of um, people out of um, um, different monasteries. Yeah, you're not you're yeah. not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to stay in monastery. So they they just leave like ten or twelve people in the monastery, and the rest they they push every everyone out. Was there much much of the war going on around the monastery? Did you have any uh, bad uh, uh, incidents in in the war in the monastery? Yeah. Uh, because the, the monastery was uh, located in in that uh, ha- hamlet, uh, in the small hamlet of um, Vinh Long. So, uh, and um, there's a lot of um, liberation front people there. You know, it's, uh, they they came out outside of our uh, monastery once in a you know once every um, couple months. They. They just go by and collect their um, their tax or, or something like that at night, and then they leave. Um, they they left uh, during the day. Yeah. And at night they they would um, put loudspeaker up and then uh, try to uh, talk to everyone in the hamlet, and then they put up music their their music you know communist music, and then try to talk us into listening to them that they are good people but we really know that um, yeah um, especially the Catholic Catholic never go along with communism well okay Chu we have to go to our first break folks we'll be right back and and she's going to tell us about the joining the Vietnamese Air Force and coming to America to train we'll be right back folks hi This is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support, so please go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, thank you, David. Folks, we're back with uh, Chu Lei, a Vietnamese-Vietnam War veteran. Uh, He grew up in war, uh, went to a monastery for eight years to get religious training, 
but he eventually dropped out of the monastery. Uh, Chu, when did you join the South Vietnamese Air Force? Well, I um, I left the monastery and uh, went out in the world and um, and went on to um, Winden Chiu High School in um, Mi Thoa. And um, after the um, uh, grade 12, I um, I decided to join them, um, the the um, Service. I like the Air Force, but I I didn't qualify because my uh, my weight and my height wasn't uh, wasn't there. Okay. So so my mom said, uh, well, what uh, whatever you do, don't uh, don't um, enlist to be enlisted man. So you have to go through uh, some sort of academy and uh, at least uh, graduate as a um, lieutenant, you know, second lieutenant. So, right. so I, I, I joined the um, infantry. So I joined the Tudor Infantry um, uh, Academy. Then um, from there, after the um, push-up and sit-up and every, everything they, uh, they put on you for the basic training, I, I gained uh, in weight and then I gained in height. I don't, I don't know. I, I credit that to God. <laughs> because I, I, I told God, I say, God, um, you can do anything. You can create it me. Why, why can can you pull me up a, a couple in so I can uh, I can join the Air Force? And hey, Pete, I'm 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 serious. I I know you uh, are. <laughs> you know, I, I I did that, and then um, when Air Force, and at that time, 19, uh, I mean, they, they need a lot of uh, helicopter pilots yeah. at that time. But we don't, we're not sure what kind of air, airplane or uh, aircraft we are going to fly. We just raise um, our hand and say, okay, I want to be in Air Force. And then they check you out, and if you pass, they let you, uh, you go take some uh, um, English in the defense language uh, school. Then... Where when you pass the English test, they send you to the uh, United States, uh, and I, I was saying um, I, I pass it uh, very fast. I just uh, go in the um, defense language in Saigon for um, I think about two months or something, and with um, a couple other friends and I um, passed uh, the test because. Uh, later, we we'll, we learn that if you are good in English, you should be able to uh, control your score, you know, and, yeah. and that way you you can stay in um, in um, the language school longer and enjoy your your time. We didn't know that, and I didn't I didn't care about my time in in the language school. I just I just um, want to go and and uh, try to get uh, get a flying job. As soon as mm -hmm. I can. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I, I finished um, um, the language there, and uh, we had we had fun in the language school. Uh, our our English teacher taught us how to sing uh, Beatles, and we taught him how to sing Vietnamese songs. And <laughs> there's a there's a teacher Tony. He he learned a couple of songs without understanding what it means. 
<laughs> he doesn't understand what it means. He just pronounces, and he make money out in the um, uh, nightclubs in Saigon. <laughs> just, just a couple of songs. He went out there, and, and they pay him to uh, to sing on the stage. And That's uh, funny. okay, back to our business. I I uh, graduated um, very soon. Then I was sent to um, Lachlan Air Force Base. Um, in, uh, that's Lackland Air Force Base in Texas, right? Yeah, in Texas. And um, okay. it's the Defense Language Institute there. So, and again, over there, just um, um, I think three or four weeks, I passed uh, all the um, English tests. So they sent me to Fort Walter, uh, Texas. It's uh, located in Mineral Wells. Okay. Mineral Wells, Texas, for, for my primary helicopter training. And uh, over there, we, uh, we learned how to fly in the, in the little bubble with the, with the tail sticking out, the TH-55. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, um, about six months or so, we, we, uh, we're done with, um, with that. And um, I was in uh, class uh, 71... 48 A2 and uh, when we're done they send us to um, Hunter Army Airfield in Savannah, Georgia for the secondary um, training and um, over there we uh, we were trained in the Huey UH-1 and then True, um, did you like I, flying the Huey? Well uh, I think after you do anything, you you start liking or loving what you do. Uh, I, okay. I had no choice. <laughs> they put my name on <laughs> on that list, so um, I love it though. I I, I really like it. And, I, uh, you know what? You told me when you first came to America. I think maybe you landed in California or something like that. Tell me about the first time you. Saw a water fountain here in America. Oh, 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 yeah. I uh, the first thing was um uh, okay. The the water fountain was um the first the first encounter. I sat there and I saw the water fountain and I saw people come over there and bend down and get water. That's all I saw. And I keep watching about five or six uh, persons. Uh, and then I start walking over there so I can get some water. And I bend down, but you know, I, I didn't know that you have to push um, 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 the pedal to get water. <laughs> I just bend down and water didn't come out. So I thought, well, you have to be American to, to, to get water, I guess. <laughs> so, so I went to the machine uh, to buy the, some Coke. And uh, it's only 5 cents at, at that time. Yeah. Put a nickel in, and then a cup fall down. I pick up the cup real quick, and I look around to see where I can get the uh, the cook. And then there, <laughs> the cook run run out in the machine uh, with without my cup <laughs> in there. So, and then a kid come over to to get the water, and now I I was standing nearby, nearer than before. So I saw the the kid get the water 
by stepping on that pedal and, and reach up and, and, and get the water. So I said, oh, I did not see that pedal. I didn't know that you have to step on that. And, and then I didn't, I didn't have to spend uh, any more nickel to buy um, soft drinks. I just keep pushing that pedal. Just every uh, couple of minutes, I come over there and, and practice my water. Take it. Uh, okay, Chu, you were in America for the first time. Uh, just yeah. tell me your, and of course you went to helicopter school. Uh, tell me your first impression of the United States. Tell, tell you what? Repeat that for me. But, yeah, your first impression of the United States. When you got there and started looking oh. around, what did you think of America? Oh, um, I saw Saigon, but um, I mean, um, we, did, we didn't have um, too many uh, chances to go outside. I, I was... Um, I was staying in Travis, Travis, uh, oh. San Francisco. So we, we walk around the POQ and and, um, and everything there, eat in the, um, the restaurant in, inside the um, installation. So, but the, the impression was um, super. I mean, <laughs> anything I look at is uh, is super. <laughs> because you know the first. First time you you see um, people and I mean I was um, I was considered good in English but um, the the listening and uh, speaking is not there yet you yeah. know even even after even after nine nineteen seventy five when I came back here and I work as the translator but my my listening and uh, and speaking is still very limited yeah. Okay, yeah. now, uh, after you trained uh, to fly a Huey, uh, what happened after you graduated from training on a Huey helicopter? Well, I, I graduated second in the class, so um, my name was put on to, um, to take um, extra um, training, like um, um, Huey gunship. So oh. I was... Um, I was put in the Huey gunship for um, extra two weeks or, or three weeks just to uh, to learn the tactic of um, the gunship. And then uh, when I uh, when I get back in my squad in, in Vietnam, I uh, uh, after six months I would transfer to uh, the gunship team. Okay, uh, your first. Tell me when you got in that gunship. That's a lot different. Than flying what's called a slick, in other words, a chopper that's not armed. Uh, what did you think about a armed helicopter, the, the gunship? Did you? Oh, that I, must have been I sort think, of exciting for you. I, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. <laughs> but but um, when when I first came back, I, I wasn't uh, in the uh, gunship yet. I had to to fly slick to to get the orientic and everything. Before I, I, I get the transfer back to uh, gunship, so okay, very I good. Had, yeah, I had things like uh, uh, the VC growing up from um, from the ground. You know, they they dig the hole in our LZ, and then we didn't know we we dropped them um, some uh, troop in there, and then he stood he stood up right in front of our um, aircraft and pointed the gun, and 
we yeah. were we were quick enough to to run the skit on uh, on his face, but he oh. he got um, he got uh, um, uh, some guy in in the back. He got some other wow. guy who jumped out. Yeah. And, uh, All right. All right. I tell you what, Chu. Yeah. We're going. Yeah, Chu. We have to go yeah. to our second break. We'll be right back, and then I want you to tell us about your experience as a uh, in the war as a chopper pilot. Folks, stay with us. Very, very interesting uh, interview. We'll be right Hello. back. My name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, then the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised to right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmvhof.org, or you can contact me at 678 678- Four two seven zero nine one five. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Whether cruising the strip in a fifty-seven Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a seventy-one Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from eight to nine a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Okay, folks, we're back with uh, Chu Lei, a Vietnamese, uh, Vietnam War veteran, helicopter gunship pilot. Uh, Chu, uh, go ahead and tell us about your your war as a chopper pilot in Vietnam, and I will try not to interrupt you. You go ahead and, and tell us about your war, okay? Okay. Well, um, I uh, I was um, um, uh, assigned. To um, Squadron 227, uh, Seagull, 227 in Sok And um, uh, for the first um, six months, I, uh, I was with the Slick doing uh, things like um, carrying troops, uh, medivac, and a um, uh, little um, light duty um, mission. Then after after that, I was um, transferred um, to um, the gunship, and I start going with them uh, the gunship uh, team. Then uh, in um, 1973, you remember you remember the uh, January 27, 1973. I think is the um, the day that we signed them. Uh, Paris Agreement. Yes, that same day, that same day that we supposed to observe the um, uh, the rule, and we were not allowed to shoot anymore because we already signed. 
So that was the, my first shutdown because we we cannot return um, ground fire and uh, we still have to escort the medevac in to um, carry some wounded um, soldier out of um, uh, Yong Trom, uh, and we we were shot from uh, from the temple, and that's another um, uh, reason that we cannot shoot back because we are not allowed to shoot uh, in temple and church. So uh, we go home, and the, the answer is negative. You cannot uh, you cannot return fire, but we still have the med- we still have the medevac there to uh, escort them out. So basically, we get our belly to escort the uh, the medivac out because uh, the next round, I hear a couple a couple hits uh, in the body, and then one inside, and then uh, one in south, beeping and everything. We lose uh, we lose control, and we slide out to the right field, and we have to make an auto rotation there because um, the engine's on fire. Oh. And uh, we were luck- we were lucky. We put ourselves on the uh, on the ground. You know, um, the the auto rotation we tried to do as we we were taught, but uh, uh, I don't think it's uh, as beautiful as we uh, did in the flight school. But we we <laughs> uh, we landed okay in the mud, and then the uh, the second um, gunship come down and pick us up. So that that's um, not. To to me, it's not a big deal of being shot down or anything, but we we get shot down. And what I want to stress is the communist is really not uh, not trustable because they they keep going back on their war. In 1968, when uh, when we um, have the ceasefire for the New Year celebration, they they did an attack and. Uh, and then um, no, nobody say anything. We we just have to uh, deal with it. And they they went back on their world in 1954 um, in the uh, Geneva Agreement. <laughs> nobody say anything. So uh, we get used to that. Yeah. So and and then uh, some other time I uh, I was shot down in. Um, uh, What is that near um, some? Oh, the, the name skip my um. Uh, uh, skip That's my okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, it's uh, near Kamau. Uh, oh, it's it's called Ratsoi, Ratsoi, okay. and um, it's in Ratsa province. I I got twice in, in that area in uh, and uh, another time in uh, Mokwa. Mokwa in um, you you heard the name right? Mokwa M M O T H O A yeah. Okay. So those those four times and uh, bullets through the body uh, of the of the aircraft is a lot. We 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 won't count that. We we just count the shutdown. So uh, uh, yeah, those, those are my uh, my shutdown there. I don't want to brag too much about the the shutdown. That's okay. Chu, you told me, yeah, you told me that one of the times you were shot down, you guys landed upside down. Is that correct? Oh, it, oh, yeah. One one time in in Ratsoi, in Ratsoi, we would cover them um, um, 
ninth division, the, uh, the, um, the Vietnam ninth division, and uh, I was uh, we were reported that um, the enemy is about 150 meter from the friendly, and that day I was sitting as a co-pilot in the gunship. Now I I I am I was already um, aircraft commander. And, but um, on that day, I was on the light duty um, uh, mission, so <clears throat> I, I sat in with another, um, another, um, I, I guess you call flight team. Mm-hmm. So I was co-pilot, and I, I, I told them um, the, the the AC that uh, hey. Um, the, the, um, the enemy is only 150 uh, meter from uh, from the friendly, and he kept um, raising his uh, his hand to tell me to shut up, and he kept tell tell them uh, the gunner to shoot the um, uh, 1500 meter in the in the jungle. I say no, they they're not that far. They're 150. I I heard from them uh, the briefing, and. For the second time, he uh, he fly over that uh, that bush. I told him the third time, the second time he he um, fly over the same path. We got we got shot from that bush. That that, that I told him 150 from the friend. Well, the, everything stiff. We cannot move the control or anything anymore. So we just look ahead and. I, I see that we are sliding down and down and down, and then the jungle is um, um it's, it's kind of a soft uh, tree. So thanks to that, they they cushion our uh, our, our fall, and we hit we hit it, and then when we hit the top of the tree, we we don't have the um, the balance for the skid to to lay on, so it it rolls. It rolled over and then we uh, we upside down, <laughs> and um, and the plate cut cut um, the the tree and everything. So uh, we have uh, we have room to uh, to, j- to jump down about uh, I say about uh, six six or eight foot from uh, from the ground. But when we jump down, it's mud and it's um, they they burn the um, the the leaves. It's black mud. I mean. All of us, all of our, our body was uh, black, and only my uh, my flight uh, helmet was white. I had a white helmet. I carry my helmet, and then we just run away from the sound of the uh, the AK forty seven because we we don't we don't know where uh, is what anymore. So we run away from the AK forty seven. And then did anybody did anybody get yeah in that crash? Did anybody get killed or hurt? No, no, we we jumped out. O- only the um, only the uh, pilot in command. He he was um, he, he was a little big, so he he had um, problem of getting out. So we had to jump up and try to um, release him and and, uh, and throw him down. And then we all huh. four uh, start running. And then when when we heard stop, raise your hand and. I say, oh my God, we run, we run into them. And then I saw them, uh, the um, the sign, the um, ninth division. So I wave my my helmet. I, I say, 
pilot, pilot. I wave my helmet up, and then they pull us uh, to the rear. Then the, the CNC, after we sat there about half an hour, the CNC the, and, uh, and the ninth division move us to an, uh, an opening area, and the CNC come down and pick us up. So we, we were with them just about half an hour. Well, I'll tell you what, you had a very, very good guardian angel being shot down four times, especially going turning upside down in a Huey and getting be- out. Yeah, I believe that. I, I believe that strongly, Pete, because every time I take off, every time taking off, I I always pray. I say, God, I have I have a crew of four in your hands. And I don't want to uh, to be blamed for for their death or anything like that. If you if you take us away, take us peacefully, you know, don't don't let us um, suffer any pain or anything like that. So, no, I um, we got shut down um, for the four times that I was shut down as a wow. as a pilot in command. We didn't have any uh, wounded. I mean, you you get shot on the windshield and then the, uh, the, you get cut on your face and things like that. Yeah, uh, it happened a lot, but uh, not uh, not seriously wounded. Not seriously wounded, but wounded. Oh. It, uh, now, the war was winding down and America didn't live up to their obligation to supply you guys with weapons and ammunition like we had promised. Uh, what was it like? Yeah, what was it like at at the very last? Yeah, after, go ahead. After 1973, did we were allowed? My gunship was allowed to shoot 4,000 rounds a day. I mean, you you already know 4,000 rounds with them um, two trigger on the minigun. That's one minute. <laughs> one minute, double trigger, 4,000 rounds. So. What we do, we just go, bum, 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 and it doesn't mean anything to them. You know, you have to go, you know, like, um, you cannot um, put any pressure on uh, on the enemy with the, with the kind of um, 4,000 rounds a day. Did but, you have uh, any rockets? Yeah, you, uh, rocket, rocket? You, can, you can do one or two rockets a day. <laughs> just one or two rockets a day. And but what what I did was I report whether or not I, I, I shot. So after a mission, I come back and I report four thousand round and one rocket. And so after after seven day, I have seven rockets and uh, um, uh, seven times four thousand round. So I keep collecting like that um, just for, for the rainy days. For, for light duty, we're not gonna, we we don't try gun or anything like that. Try to save our uh, ammo. And on on 1975 April 30th, I have full I have full ammo, but I didn't get to use it. <laughs> okay, we are going to uh, the way you uh, we're going to our last break. And stay with us, folks, because we have an extra uh, three or four minutes today. Uh, we're going to discuss how Chu escaped Vietnam at the very last of the war and uh, coming to America. So stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, we're back with uh, Chu Lai, a Vietnamese chopper pilot. Chu, uh, at the end of the war, things were getting really bad. How did you escape Vietnam when the communists took over? And uh, tell us a little bit about coming to America, but especially your escape from Vietnam. Well, anything bad at that time uh, on um, on the end of uh, April 1975 was uh, just here from uh, Saigon or somewhere place else. I was in Kanto, and we call that the, uh, the West Capital. For as far as I'm uh, concerned, it's, um, the uh, West Capital is still intact. And um, when Cao Ki was um, promising to come back and defend West Capital, that's what uh, I heard. And then um, he he was um, some kind of my idol at that time. So I say, oh, okay, good. He's come back and um, defend Kanto, uh, so we don't have to uh, worry about um, going away or anything. And uh, so the last day, I had mission like um, usual. My mission was to go with another gunship and um, the CNC to go to Sok Trang and cover the, um, uh, the friendly there. Um, because um, it, it was reported that um, the enemy um, started moving into Sakra. And um, it's, uh, it's not too far from uh, Camp I, I say it's about uh, probably 50, 50, 60 miles or, or something from Camp Okay. And so we went there. We went there and tried to contact them, uh, the ground, the ground um, friend, and nobody answered. The CNC keep calling, and we keep circling uh, around the area, and we could we couldn't get any contact. So after a while, I I figure okay, we we go to Sok uh, Trang uh, Air um, Air Fuel to get refuel because they, they still have the refueling point there. And we were lucky because we when we land at the gunship, yes. the, your angle of landing is lower and faster 
So, in the ground, they thought that you, you know they are, they are down there. And they are down there. So we didn't know. They, they thought that we know they are down there, so we came down for an attack. So they, they shot us first. But we were lucky, uh, nothing hit. And we still didn't lose the translational lift yet. So still have power to break away, and we break like a butterfly. One to the right, one to the left, and uh, we um, go back. And we decide to go back to Kenton to uh, refuel. And while I was in the POL, the refueling point, I heard them. It's about um, 10.30 or 11, some, some, some time around that. We heard on the radio um, uh, our one-day president announced um, uh, uh, surrender. And we were ordered to drop the weapon and then wait for the uh, 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 North Brothers to come in and take over. And I turned around, talked to my crew, and I said, um, well, tell you the truth, I, I don't know how to surrender. So forget that. I, I didn't learn nothing in the academy. So I, my idea is I will run away. But I don't, I don't force you to do what I want. If you want to stay, please jump down and I'll, I'll just take the aircraft. And then they said, all right, we, we're with you. We don't know where to go anyway. So, and we don't know how to surrender. So I say, okay, but I don't know where to go. Right now, the, um, the only place I can think of now is uh, Concern Island. And that, that is uh, the island about, uh, I don't know how far, I forget how far, but it takes about an hour, an hour and a uh, half or something flying from the, the, the land. Uh, and it's um, east of Kamau and Park Liu. So I took off. I took off right from the uh, POL, and uh, it was soon enough because after that, it, it become the havoc, um, uh, the havoc in, um, uh, down there. People try to um, try to go after them, surrender order. So I, I don't know what else happened there anymore. I, I heard later it was a map, and uh, so I I went to um, concert, and at concert I found out that I wasn't the only one who know about this island because there are already a bunch of um, uh, Huey on both sides of the uh, the airstrip, and I don't see any pilot uh, hanging around, so. I put myself in uh, in one of them uh, in the line, and then I walked down and walked back and forth. And I thought, I say, well, this this island is where they they keep the prisoner, the enemy prisoner. So, well, sooner or later they'll they'll get here, and and because of the the, the prison had to be open because we already surrender. So I. I have to try to think real quick what to do, and I have no clue. So I, this is my my plan. I will um, fly it up and 
take about uh, an hour and 15 minutes or something because I have two and a half hour gap. So I'll fly about um, an hour and 10 minutes. If I don't see anything, I still have time to go back to the island and refuel. So just thing like that, I'll jump, I'll jump on my aircraft and, and started it. And it took me not not even two minutes to to, to start the uh, the aircraft, but then when I when I start lifting it up, I couldn't lift it because I turned back. My my crew already jumped on, and on my left side is a um, uh, is a man in civilian. But I uh, I realized he uh, he was one of uh, our captain in the squadron. But uh, anyway. I, he jumped. He jumped on, and I, I feel better because my co-pilot already uh, run someplace else, and my my crew, and then a bunch of people in the back. We couldn't count, and I I I tell them I say I cannot take off with this many people. It's I'm I'm, I'm overload. So, but nobody pull um, move. Nobody move, make a move. So I, I have to say, okay, now we throw our belongings. Don't, just don't hang on to that anymore because the more belongings we throw out, the, the better way we get. And then also we, we throw our rocket part and the ammo and everything that I saved up for so long. We have to throw them, uh, the miniguns and everything just to try to, to make it light enough. But still, I, I couldn't lift the, the one up. So I start talking to God. I say, I say, God, I'm in your hand now. And I, I have to get this uh, one out because otherwise we will all kill. So I try to lift it up. And my man, my, my co-pilot man, keep reading my power. And he say, you are, you are the green. And... The green, I hit it, but it doesn't lift uh, um, any inch up. So I pull it up a little bit, and I assure the the other guy. I say, hey, we we just overpower it one time. I, I don't think it's uh, it's bad. It's American made, so I think they they should make some tolerance and no no time to discuss now. I will pull until we light on the skid, and you just watch. So that I don't, I don't go too far over the ramp. So he keep reading and he say, okay, the 50 is the red line. So I pull up to the red line ready. And I'm just getting the little light. I couldn't get up on the, to a hover. I say, I have to pull up. So I pull a little bit more. And he said, you are about 65 now. I say, okay. 65 and it doesn't uh, it doesn't sound like it's uh, it's um, complain uh, anything so I'll, I'll keep it at 65 and I try to move on the uh, you, you know the um, P, P, uh, PSP right at the, at the material that they make them um, the, uh, the landing uh, strip yes the PSP the, um, the metal with the holes in, in that Yes. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I, I fly on that. 
and I say, God, don't don't let any boat of my uh, skid um, go in uh, in those holes. And I say, the end of the runway is down there. At the end of the runway, I have to get airborne. I have to get enough lift to get airborne. And I don't trust myself, God, you will do that for me. Otherwise, we all will be in the water. So I, I, I keep I keep believing that, and I keep pulling and pushing. And the guy keeps saying, okay, now you have 67. I say, okay, 67, keep it there for me. So, and I I start moving, moving, and I say, come on, let me, let give me some lift. And then, it's just like a miracle, kid, I, I'm telling you, like a miracle. At the end of the runway, I would out down a little, a little bit, and then the, the, the lift come in, and we get airborne. And hmm. I, I hear a lot of crap in the, in the back, but I don't pay attention to that. We went out, and then I call in the, I, I don't know, I don't know the frequency, but we remember in, uh, in the flight school, they talk about um, a guard frequency on the USF. So we put it on gas, on, on, on guard. So G-U-A-R-D, put it on guard. And I call in the plank, is there any, anyone around? ZNF-354 for freedom. And uh, nobody answer. So we keep, just keep calling like that. And five minutes up there is very long, bit, long wait. But I, we were waiting. And suddenly I heard a voice of pure Americans come back and say, aircraft calling, this is Blue Boy. And I think it was Blue Boy, but my ear here, School Boy. So I say, School Boy, School Boy, this is VNAP 354. I just took up from Constant Island, and I don't know where to go. Um, I'm, I'm, go I'm going for freedom. And he said to give him a squawk. He gave me four numbers to squawk. I squawked it, and he gave me the magic word, radar contact. And as, as soon as I hear radar contact, I said, oh, thank God, I, I think I'm safe. Half of my life is safe now. So he gave me the direction, like 97, 96, 95, different uh, headings. Uh, every couple minutes, he gave me a heading. And then he gave me a level of uh, 1,000 uh, above sea level, then I keep it there. And, and we will fly in the, in the rain. And I look at the watch, and we've, we will fly in for an hour and 15 minutes already. So I, I ask my friend, I say, you, you think we should come back for, for fuel, or should we go on? Because it looks like they, they help us. But we, we don't know if uh, we have enough fuel to get to where they are. And he said, well, if we come back, we'll get killed anyway. So we might as well get killed in the sea. <laughs> you know, if, if we don't see anything, we just land on the sea and then well, you're, not, you're not alone. You, you have us too. So, okay, so we keep going. And, and then about two hours... About two hours, I, I broke out, broke out from the rain and the cloud and everything. And I saw 
I saw a bunch of ship in front of me, down below. And I say, schoolboy, schoolboy, I, I, see, I see a lot of fish in front of me. And he say, pick your fish. And I look at, I saw a big, a, a biggest one on, uh, on the side of the, uh, the group. And I say, I picked the p- biggest one. And he say, welcome to um, USS Midway carrier. <laughs> you clear to land. But from the, you clear to land until we get to the, uh, the Midway, it's, a, it's another flight. And my 20 minutes like come on. <laughs> Telling me that I only have 20 minutes like I don't, I don't know if exact. But 20 minutes at the at the most I can I can hang on to that aircraft. If I, I if I don't put down before that, I'll be in the water. But anyway, I aim for that one and we we go keep going and we get getting closer and closer and they ask me um have you ever land on the carrier? I say negative, but uh, but right now I can fix gear. Just just give me a spot. I'll I'll put it down. Then he give me a spot at, at the uh, the front of the um, the deck, and uh, and I ask him how fast he move. He say forty knots. So I say okay, that's enough. I'll I'll try to match your speed, and then hopefully we can put it down. Then. We, we get there, we do just exactly as we thought, and I'll put it down. It's, it's not too nice, but uh, we, we were down safely. And then 12 um, Marine Corps guys come out with rifle and everything. We have our hand up on the head and walk out. And then I stand with them, um, the leader of them, um, the Marines. And they keep counting people walking out of my aircraft. They keep walking out. They keep counting until 23. 23. 23? 24 of us. Wow. 27 people. All right. Chew, we are out of time. Uh, um, Ladies and gentlemen, this man came to America and started his life over again. Uh, Bus tables did everything in the world. Uh, Started working for corporate America. Uh, became an American citizen. Uh, Chu, thank you so much for the interview, and thank you for your service. Uh, God bless you, and we will talk to you again, okay? My pleasure. It's my honor. All right. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.